All right, let's do this. Hey, you're listening to In the Rotation with Cece and Andy. Um, we're back after like two weeks. That's uh, Andy's fault. I'm just gonna Sometimes blame her. People need a break and just like cut it out. Also, Cece was like on like a full fledged like family vacation, so I think it was kind of Cece's fault. Um, here's the thing though. I was out in the country and like I was living my best cowgirl life, so I was away from social media um, frequently. Did you do like a social media cleanse? Because you, I didn't, but I'm considering were fucking it. texting me, so I don't know why you're acting like you were like away. From <laughs> social <yourself>. media, <laughs> social media. You sent me a weird ass picture of Timothy Chalamet, so I think what <laughs> all the shit that you were just about saying is fake. I sent that to like five people all at once. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand that photo. It's like a picture of Timothy Chalamet, and then it's like like edited so it's all red and then they just like edit his hairline and his hair <laughs> and so he has like a really receding hairline that goes into like a v and his forehead looks funky and it's kind of scary and i don't know why that photo was ever created you know who he looks like in that picture okay who because i think he looks like someone but I don't, i'm wrong i think i think he looks like nicholas cage okay yeah okay he reminds me of like his vibe reminds me of Jack Nicholson in The Shining. How dare you? How dare you say that? What? How dare you insult Jack Nicholson? True. I mean, Jack Nicholson is, like, just really sleazy to me. <laughs> What's he up to these days? Not much. Doesn't he, like, watch the Knicks games or whatever? Um, I don't he, know. He likes basketball. He likes basketball. He does? Okay, so, um... He does? Stop. How old is he? How old? He's 82 years old. (gasps) Shit. Dude, you know what movie, like, I've only ever seen a few movies. I'm lying, probably, but I only can remember a few. And it's The Shining, and then that one movie with, um, what's her name? And, like, Diane... No. What's Diane Keaton? Yeah, they done movies together. I, I love that movie where they like get it on or whatever. Something's gotta give. Two thousand three. Yeah. yeah. But, like I think that's why I think he's so sleazy because originally he was like fucking her daughter, right? And then in like dating her daughter and then they fall in love. Also, he was like sixty something years old when he did that movie. Right? Yeah, and he was like zero percent hot. Had okay, no offense. Was he ever hot? No offense. No, but you know what? He was great in Batman. Actually, now I'm looking at him. He's always been scary looking. (laughs) But what a great actor. What a great actor. I'm going to say this, and it's inappropriate. So turn it off if any of our moms are listening. (laughs) But I'm looking at a photo of him when he was younger, and he looks like he would be really good at oral sex. Stop. We're going to move on. You see how you had to ruin it? We're having a nice conversation, and he just had to ruin it. I'm just saying, like, he just seems like he has a lot of, like, I don't know, energy. He's excited. He would just be, uh, yeah, I'm done. I'm, like, cutting myself off. I, bartender, please cut her off. Please cut me off. I've had one too many vodka tonics. Oh, vodka tonic. Anytime I order vodka tonic, I think, that Andy. Oh, I'm glad that everyone thinks of me when they order vodka. But then when I order it and I'm with someone else, they're like, 
did you really just order vodka? Are you okay? (laughs) (laughs) Is everything all right? You have to stay true to your order. And I'm done. This is my order for life. And this is the one I love. Or you tell people that they're like, oh, what are you drinking? And you say vodka tonic. And they're like, do you have a death wish? (laughs) (laughs) Shut up. Is is there something you're going through? Whatever. It's like weird because it's like vodka tonics have a stigma. But then, like, vodka cranberries have a stigma. But it's literally one ingredient different, okay? It's, like, the same fucking thing. When people Whatever. order vodka cranberries, I do roll my eyes. I'm like, oh. Yeah, because, like, dumb and, like, just <laughs> such a baby order. But then I don't know why this tonic water puts it over the fucking edge. It's like, what kind of psycho are you ordering <laughs> vodka tonic? But then gin and tonic, you're like, okay, dad, calm down. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then vodka soda, you're like, oh, you're an athlete and you don't want any calories, you dummy. But then vodka water, it's like, are you smoking crack? Vodka water, you've like, you've been through a war. You've seen stuff. <laughs> you just want to black out, I think. Wow. Isn't a vodka water, though, like literally almost a martini? Just order a goddamn martini then. I've never had a martini. So they are wow. Okay, if you just order like a like a, an original martini, not like a fancy, you know, like the other shit, no flavored vodka, just like a straight up like martini, it is literally just drinking vodka with a little bit of water in it. Uh, but isn't there an olive in it or something? They put an olive in it, and you can ask for it dirty, and that means they put like the olive juice in it. Oh. Um, <laughs> It adds flavor, though, because, like, if you just get a martini, it literally puts hair on your chest. Like, it's like, I am drinking rubbing alcohol. Um, And then in, like, a martini, normally they put, like, a little bit of, like, lemon or they just put, like, a little, like, lemon, like, rind on it. But it doesn't do enough. Like, it's not enough. But the few times that I've ordered them, I'm like, I have to look like a bad bitch and just chug it. Okay, so it's just vodka in a martini? That's all it is? It's vodka and I think a little bit of water. It's, like... I think they spritz water if it's like traditional or they pour a little bit of water and they mix it. And then it's like, oh, if you ask for dirty, it's olive juice. And then if you ask for it like regular, it's like a little bit of lemon juice. Is it good with the olive juice? I think it just helps to like mask the vodka taste. So people are out here basically drinking olive juice and rubbing alcohol and it's sexy because martini is like a sexy drink. I think it was sexy that sexy now like I feel like we're all like give me that sexiest vape pen yeah that's true like I don't know I don't know anyone my age who's like ordering like fucking real ass martinis maybe like apple teenies or shit like that or cosmos but I don't know anyone who's ordering like a fucking real ass martini I've never been around someone who ordered a martini perhaps that's out of my tax bracket like I don't have those kinds of friends it's the same thing as ordering a shot of vodka in my mind just order a shot of vodka, take the shot of vodka. With an olive. Okay, I don't know why you're so fixated on this fucking olive, okay? I, you know, I never really thought about it until now. I'm like, there's straight up olive juice in your drink, sir. Ma'am. Whoever you yeah. are. That's gross. That is actually gross. I've had a, I've had a dirty martini, though, because I had a regular martini, and I was like, this is the worst. Maybe a dirty martini will be better, and it's not much better. You might as well just drink, like, pickle juice or something. I haven't had a pickleback. I should have a pickleback. Pickle juice? Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's make you a know pickle what? juice martini. It's hot. The best thing on a hot summer day is cold 
just like super chilled pickle juice. No, you're being gross. Honestly, you're being gross. No, I'm going to stand by this. What do you mean? Like a cup or like a shot? No, you just kind of go in the fridge and just drink out of the jar. Oh, my God. Literally? Just drink a little bit. No, Cece, stop. You don't do that. Well, no, I don't have any pickles right now. Have you done that? Yeah. I'm going to be real with you. I don't... Do pickles go bad? (laughs) They don't go bad, right? No, because it's, like, pickled. (laughs) Sometimes we'll have, like, a pickle jar for a really long time. And then... Oh, God, I just don't want to know. Anyway, when we have a pickle jar and, like, making a sandwich, I just stick my hand in. And, like, like, submerge my hand in the pickle juice to get my pickles out. And I probably should wash my hands before and stuff. But So I'm you just like, put your whole hand in the pickle jar, huh? <laughs> like, elbow deep. <laughs> in pickle juice. So I think if I drank pickle juice, it would have to be like a fresh jar of pickles because I literally will put my whole hand in there and then get the pickles out and probably touch all the pickles <laughs> on my way there. But um, yeah, so I would just like want non-contaminated pickle juice. Okay, but here's the thing though, to answer your earlier question, pickles can last as long as to one to two years past the expiration date. Okay, is it, but like if it's open or closed? It says that's whether you store them in the refrigerator or not, provided they've been properly sealed. So if you keep your pickles in the fridge with the, the thing on top, the top on top, one to two years past the expiration date. Hmm. I, I do. We do store them right. So I guess my only concern is not that they're going to go bad, but I have so many hand germs in them. Yeah. But like, Maybe they ferment or something in the juice. And what do you mean? I don't know. I don't know. I'm just making things up. You know what? Let's move on. Okay. <laughs> let's, let's do that. <laughs> I can go on about pickles for hours, to be honest. I mean, I, I like them, but <laughs> I would never just get the urge. Like, you saw someone drinking it, and it was, you were taught that. You know, it's not a skill that you're learned. <laughs> Yeah, like, just drink some pickle juice. Life lesson. I don't know why that really fucked me up. (laughs) Oh, one more thing. The best thing, though, is a pastrami sandwich with hella mustard and hella pickles. That's true. That's true. But that's, like, indigestion central. Oh, yeah. You probably (laughs) also won't poop for days. But that's, like, kind of given. (laughs) (laughs) That's given. Also, did I tell you about rice? Uh, no, tell us. Okay. This is a PSA. And I think I've discovered something about me and about my life that I've been meaning to discover for a really long time. And if if you guys are listeners, avid listeners, you know that I have huge issues pooping. (laughs) Like (laughs) constipation queen. Ever since I was really little. That's like the background. Let me give you another background story. I'm two and a half years old and my sister's being born and my uncle's taking care of me. And he's like, I'm starving and I won't eat anything. He's like, what do I feed her? And my cousin's like, she only eats rice from this Chinese place near the house. And then he's like, it's not open yet. And he gets me rice, whatever. And it's just been an anecdote we tell forever because I'm obsessed with fried rice, Mexican rice, all rice. I recently discovered that the food that like constipates you the most is rice. 
<sighs> Mic drop. Okay. Wow. Th- then I Googled rice constipation and porn stars like normally eat rice before like they do like an anal scene. Wow. You really did some research. <laughs> so I've been literally poisoning my body and maybe I'm not like prone to constipation. It's just what I'm eating. You know what? This is, this sounds like anti-rice propaganda. <laughs> it is. It is. So I've been actively trying to eat less rice. So we'll see how it goes. Every culture of color uses rice in their food. This okay. sounds like something some white person wrote up and was like, you're constipated because you're eating rice. <laughs> Look at me. I'm not trying to do this. Okay. I love rice with every fiber of my being, but apparently it's attacking my body. <laughs> so I'm just going to try to eat a little bit less. I'm not going to like take rice out of the, the picture, but I do eat excessive amounts of rice and I should just like cut it down. I cannot believe this is riceophobic. <laughs> Dude, I just want to poop like a normal person. This is riceophobic. Something else is going on with you, and we'll get to the bottom of it. Okay, good day, sir. Anyway, let's get to the real shit. Want to keep in the rotation in your podcasting rotation? Well, you can hang out with us in past episodes. That's right, every single episode, available wherever you find your podcasts. Am I right? Let's get to the real shit that we have been meaning to talk about, but since we've been gone for uh, two weeks. Have we been gone for two? I feel like it's been three. No, it's been two. You're being fucking dramatic. Oh, okay, yeah, right, because we talked about the episode previous week. Okay, Pose is back on, and we said we were going to talk about it and break it down and what's going on, but we are three episodes in now, so we got to really make this um, short, simple, and to the point. Go. You go first. (laughs) Okay, so the first episode opens up it's called act up and it is like what is happening what is going on oh my god i cried in the first five minutes andy wait we haven't talked about pose at all no we haven't talked about it at all are we sure we're sure she's she's losing it she's she's becoming unhinged i am so sure it's the rice (laughs) it's constipating my brain dude it is clouding your penal gland and i need you to get it together (laughs) Okay, just talk, just talk. I'll listen. The season two, episode one premiere, five minutes in, I'm crying. Pray tell Blanca are like back. They are at the, um, so that Heart Island, which is basically like this cemetery, but there's a section of it called Potter's Field where they bury those who um, have died of AIDS. And it's so weird because they're like quarantined, um, which like, the, the good thing about the show is it brings up things that you never really thought of, like, think of or thought about, really. And you feel like, oh, this was, like, in the 80s, like, this is the past. But I think people still hold a lot of reservations and a lot of those opinions and ideologies concerning HIV and AIDS. Um, so it was really interesting yeah. to see, like, what it was. And then Stephen Canals, the creator of the show, actually found out that uh, he had a sibling buried there. And I'm like, whew. This show, man, it just, like, connects to so many people. And these stories are just, like, so real. And I think that's what I like about this show is how authentic it is. And I think, like, we don't have a lot of, like, shows or movies that, like, educate you on, like, what happened during that time. And I think, like, the younger generation, like, we weren't alive then. So we didn't get to feel that, like, fear that people had. And that often translated into anger and, like, hate, you know? And so... 
I think it's, like, really amazing to watch, but also, like, so hard to watch at the same time. Oh, it tears me apart, that show. Just, okay. like, the... Because you hear, like, the death rates were really high then, but you just don't put two and two together that, you know, the community's really small, and so, like, a lot of the people uh, who, like, were in the community were seeing all of their friends die. And, right. Like, I can't imagine. I would have been... I sometimes turn into a psycho. I would have been fucking a mess like I would have been so paranoid about everything me too it's uh, it's sometimes the show is too real and you're like dang it but it's important you know totally it's totally important okay so then we find out so this is where the spoilers are gonna happen if you're not caught up on the show yet like I guess I'll time mark this as I've been doing with the spoilers okay Blanca finds out she has full-blown AIDS and let me tell you something if Miss Blanca dies (laughs) <laughs> right. Okay. I I think that we all are gonna riot. Like nothing terrible can happen to Blanca, but I feel like we all feel it coming. I am going to riot. And she can't die. She's like the main character. She can't die, but she's laying a groundwork for her to die. Cause she's getting everyone in a really good spot in her family. And that, which is making me scared. Right. And then I feel like if she does die, they might as well just end the show. And not like in a bad way, but I'm saying like, you know, Shut like, up. just end the show. I think it's just in a good ending show. <laughs> One more season, if you're going to kill else. her off, if you're going to kill her off, end the show, period. I know, but the thing is, I feel like what I think is, I don't want her to die. But we need someone we know, care about, and love to die of AIDS. Because thus far, we've just had, like, secondary or characters we've never even mentioned before die. And it's sad because we're watching our, like, characters grieve through that. But we have no context over who they were. And so I feel like they're going to have one of the characters that we love die from um, AIDS just to, I don't know, bring it home harder like because right now when someone dies it's like oh that's really sucks that's really sad and I see the grief on her face and the nurse's face and it really sucks but I think they're gonna have someone important to us die I'm not ready it would just make more sense I I know know. I'm not ready but then also she's been really grooming um Angel and I think that's where we're going we'll see we'll see okay okay fine but I'm just if Blanca, I lose it. <laughs> no, yeah, like uh, Blanca is amazing. But you know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, like it's gonna be really interesting to see, like after this show's over, how these characters' careers go. You know, like India, we've noted um, Angel's like the most, the, the one who's like able to pass the most and like the easiest and like I guess like the prettiest one, and she's already doing a lot of work outside of pose like modeling and doing stuff but I really hope that because these characters these actresses have shown like that they can really fucking like hold their own I hope that they get a lot more roles and this isn't like the last time we're seeing them yeah I hope it's not just some like niche thing where they're they only pretty much exist on our screen on this tv show I really hope not and I really hope like the industry even though they are notoriously assholes, but they have like straight people play gay people all the time. These women need to see roles. Okay. Give them fucking roles. Also like, can white people just stop making 
media for like a hot sec. (laughs) Just a hot sec. Just like, I don't know, all we're asking, maybe six months. Just take a little break. Go to Santorini. Take some time off. Exactly. Go to France. Go to South of France. Go on a yacht. Have fun. I don't know what else they do. (laughs) I don't either. Anyway, okay. So in the first episode, the year is 1990, and Vogue is mainstream. Ballroom culture is like popping, and everyone's like, "Yes!" But then other people are like, "Ah, you can't come into this community and just do whatever." We are fighting here. We are going on. There's an epidemic happening, and no one seems to care about that, especially for Black and Brown queer people, right? So then, at this point of the episode, we see. We Pratel goes to a funeral and Lulu and Candy are there and I was so happy to see them because like they're talking shit the whole time and it is very on brand for them. Um and then Judy, I think her name is, Blanca's doctor, takes her takes Pratel to this act up meeting. And then we just see Pratel become so radicalized. And it is the most I started crying. Like when he got up and started chanting with them, and I was like, Oh my God, this show is just chef's kiss and I wow I was sad because at first he was like you know I'm not going to this meeting blah 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 but then when he got in there like it was interesting you know because we said for season one we're like okay where's Pratel's character gonna go and it's really nice to see him like become this like mobilized really active person in this fight yeah I did not see that coming for him with his path um but I do remember, like, Ryan Murphy saying, like, the next season two was going to, like, really surround the, like, HIV epidemic and, like, what happened. Um, and, oh, my God, it was so amazing when he goes to, the like, the rally. And I think it was, like, a white lesbian woman, like, pre like kind of, like, speaking. And you could see he was, like, oh, my God, LOL. Like, I'm annoyed, you know? Like, this isn't – she's not representing me. But then as she, like, t- like um, speaks – it was just so moving to be like, we need to stand up for our like trans brothers and sisters and like uh, brothers and sisters, like our black brothers and sisters. And it was just like, you could see him be like, yes, this is what I've been waiting for. I've been waiting to be like supported like this. And I've been waiting to fight back. It's great. And um, I'm really happy to see where they've taken his character instead of just being like the voice of the ball and like the MC. Um, mm-hmm. I want to see what else he does this season because now that we're three episodes in, we're like, okay, like we get that he is basically become this activist and he's really outspoken with the issues within the community. Um, so, but I hope they address his like romance, like they touched on last season. I just want good things for Praytel. I want good things for Praytel too. I really do. But I think right now he's still in that phase of where you're like, just angry that everyone's not as passionate as you are so he's kind of taking it out on everyone in the ballroom but I think he'll be able to generate a lot of like um support and then he'll be able to focus on other things like his love life I just want him to be happy you know I want Blanca to have like a boo she almost did last season right that was a little something but I I mean she's a businesswoman now but we'll get to that um But I mean, with them being so radicalized now and just like so pumped up, it creates this like ideological conflict between characters like Blanca, Pratel, Angel, and the rest of the House of Evangelisa versus Electra. And Mm -hmm. for the first episode, I was like, okay, 
are they going to fall back into, because we see this thing with like characters who are like the villain, quote unquote, where they're just evil for the sake of being evil as a plot device. And so it gets tired after a little bit, but you know, with Electra, it's like, nope, this is her. This is it. She comes back to her <laughs> old self and she basically leaves the house. And um, yeah, I mean, I'm glad to see Electra being Electra again. Oh, yeah, it was so fun. I really like where they're taking her too. I feel like where you think they're going to bring them, they bring them somewhere else. And you're like, how the fuck did you think of this? This is genius. Yeah, totally. Also, Angel um, enters a modeling competition. The photographer's a creep. And then Lil Poppy, just now Poppy, really, uh, beats Poppy. up. <laughs> <laughs> I had to take a moment when that happened. Oh, my God. Lil Poppy, what I would do for him. <laughs> what? Oh my god, how tall is Lil Poppy? Because he's holding it down for the short guys. I am in love. <laughs> I am fully committed. I'm down. I don't care. I'll fucking be 10 inches taller than you in heels, and I don't give a shit, baby. I'm in love with him. He is representing for short kings everywhere. This is taking back the infamous kick that Miguel gave that woman at the show. It's taking back. <laughs> Lil Poppy has forgiven his, him his sins, and now we're moving forward for short men. Poppy's just Poppy now, you know? Ain't no one do it. Ain't no one do it. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. Wait, so have you, are you just going through the first episode, and now we're going to go through the second one? Um, yeah, so the last thing for the first episode, Electra leaves. She goes to join Candy and Lulu's house. Blanca quits her job, and she says she's going to open her own nail salon, and that's pretty much the end of the season two premiere. So then we move on to the second episode and we finally find out what Electra is doing where she has all this money and she's a dominatrix. The thing I like about this show, Andy, is how much it highlights sex work, particularly with like trans women, because really, especially during that time and even now, like that's really the only jobs they can get. And it is a legitimate profession. So I like the way that the show sort of highlights that. No, yeah, I think it, I think it's great, and I, I think that like, it's great to show like really empowered women doing um, sex work and totally still feeling like empowered and everyone respecting them um, within their like community and their family. Obviously, people outside of it are gonna still look down on it because it was the '80s and it is today. It's still really looked down on, but it's totally great to see these like narratives that you don't get to see anywhere else. Yeah, I don't think I've seen it anywhere else, particularly with a trans woman and trans women, um, like, being sex workers on TV like this, ever. I don't think yeah, so. I don't think I have either. But, um, okay, so Electra's a dominatrix, which totally fits her character <laughs> and personality. It's Thank like, God. why haven't you been doing this sooner? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's found her calling. Um, but then she leaves House of Veracity, and then she just goes to make her own house, House of Wintour, which I had a feeling this was coming because Electra is a mother, and she is such a big personality. It's She's not going to fit into anyone's house. Like, it she was has bizarre to make her that she was, like, in Blanca's house and then um, Candy and Lulu's. It was like we all knew that she needed her own home. Right. And she started her own house. And I'm like, you know what? I'd totally be House of Lindor. I'd do it. 
You would leave Blanca? Um, who said, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So now we're just like, we have our own houses now? Is this no, a thing? No, I'm asking. I'm asking you. We're obviously Candy and Lulu. I'm Candy. You're Lulu. <laughs> <laughs> <Rachel> hates me. <laughs> um, would I leave House of Veracity for House of Wintour? Yes. Would I leave House of Evangelista for House of Wintour? No. Damn. Okay, I think that's right. I think that's right. It's like, fuck, marry, kill, or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> we kill ferocity. We marry Blanc- uh, Evangelista, and then we fuck um, Wintour. Boom. There you go. We got it. We got it. Okay, got so it. then in the episode, Blanca rents a storefront, finally, because she's going to open her own nail salon. And this lady is real shady, Okay. <laughs> But Blanca's like biggest fear that episode with that part with the real estate lady is that she's going to get clocked for being trans. And it's scary because the way the lady's talking, you're like, wait, this lady is like the mob or something. Yeah. Yeah. And the only thing is she doesn't sign any sort of paperwork. They just sort of shake on it. And I'm like, oh, something bad is going to happen. Something bad's going to happen. There's no paperwork. This lady's just shake. She can kick her out anytime if she does clock her. Uh, and I think that's exactly what happens. That is what happens. (laughs) But Blanca's like, you know what? I have squatter's rights. You can't do this. And the lady's like, well, I know the law, sweetie, too. You'll be for my lawyers. And Blanca's like, okay, well, bring it. So it's going to be interesting to see this, like, battle that they have. And I think that's going to be, like, Blanca's main focus for the season. Yeah. I couldn't read Tabby Lapone, the, like, lady, the storefront lady, I couldn't, because she has, like, a really smirky, natural face. Yeah. I kept thinking, oh, she loves Blanca. And I think she knows. And I think she's, like, down for her. I think they're, like, going to be friends. And then, like, at the end when she was just, like, get the fuck out, I was like, what the fuck? But then even still when they were talking, I was like, I feel like she's still down for Blanca. I feel like they're friends. <laughs> like, I feel like they're going to be friends. And I feel like she's going to respect her because she's a battling bitch. And she's a battling bitch. And they both battle. But then I'm like, I don't know what fucking Disney show I'm thinking this is, but <laughs> but I was convinced that they were going to be friends. See, that's what I thought, too. I was like, OK, she's going to be like, all right, you know what? You talk to me this way and stood up for yourself to me. I like you. But nope, it's not what How happened. dumb are we? <laughs> anyway, OK, yeah, I thought I saw the same thing coming, but it, I guess it it was not true. OK, so then. Ricky comes back from tour and they're in the ballroom and this guy approaches Damon and he's like, I slept with your man. And Ricky's like, or Damon's like, "Mm, no, you didn't. And then he's like, "Mm, yeah, I did. And then Damon says to Ricky, did you sleep with him? And Ricky's like, no. Do you think that Ricky slept with that guy? Yeah. (laughs) I know. Yeah, me too. I'm like, oh, men are liars. (laughs) I was like, fuck. Just because like, I don't know. I just don't trust men. I guess that's what it is. There's nothing with the the character itself. It's just my preconceived feelings. No, I'm definitely like, he's a liar. <laughs> he's a cheater. But maybe I'm just projecting. Maybe he really didn't sleep with that guy. I don't know. <sighs> didn't that guy say something like, I don't know. He said something where I was like, that's evidence. He did it. Well, he said <laughs> something like, he said something like, oh, when you called him and couldn't reach him, what do you think he was doing? Mm. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I, I don't mean, know, but then I feel like I if he know. didn't do it, though, like wouldn't he Ricky have beat the shit out of him or something? No, because then you'd be like, okay, well, you did it. You're doing a little too much now. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Even when I'm wrong, or even when it's not, even when I'm right, I still overcompensate. True. That's true. I do too. I do too. <laughs> so I can't then, use that as judgment. Ricky like cried. Damon cried and Ricky cried when they broke up and Ricky was like very sad. So I don't know. I don't know if it's he really cheated or not. Too though because I think with this breakup it means he's breaking up from the family. And that's what's really hard. You know, Damon was there first and he was like a part of Evangelista and then he brought Ricky in. But it's still sad because I think with this breakup, it means he's going to lose his family. And I mean, a lot of these people in this community don't have family to lose. So I think that's even harder. So sometimes, I don't know when it was happening. I'm like, he must be sad about the breakup, but also like everyone else combined with, with um, Damon, he's losing. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, uh, I don't know if he did it or not. Did he? Yeah. But I regardless, want- like Damon said, they're too young. Like, That's they need true. to do themselves. Like, no. They are busy. He has things to do. They're both very successful right now. Just focus on yourself. I do wonder if we are going to see more of Ricky, even though he has left the house. Because I like his character. We are. He's so cute. <laughs> I like his He's, character. He's so cute. <laughs> it's going to be interesting to see what... I think Damon's probably going to meet someone new and, like, mm-hmm. you know, all that stuff. Um... Let's see. Okay. So that was like basically the end of episode two. And then episode three is where the shit hits the fan. <laughs> I think I was waiting for this. So. Okay. I, I was like, we need some spice. I was waiting for some drama drama. Cause right now it's just been like family drama. And like, we always know that there's going to be some drama in between like the houses and within the families. And that's always good stuff. Like really good for character development and plot. But we also need some, like, climatic moments. And Electra is working her new job as a dominatrix. And this client, that guy looked familiar. But also, I'm like, all the actors usually that Ryan Murphy uses that are white dudes look familiar. So I don't know if it's... I thought it was Wait, Matt Bonner for dude? a second. The, the dude? dude that Electra had as a client. Oh, no. He was just basic white dude. Okay. Okay. I'm like, have I seen him somewhere? No, 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 no. Maybe in porn. I don't know. Well, have you seen that meme where it's like all of the white dudes from like any of Ryan Murphy's shows and it's just all their pictures together, but they all look the same? No, I have not seen that. I'm going to send that to you. Anyway. Okay. So this dude or whatever, he's like really doing some hardcore drugs and he's paying Electra money. And she's like, you know what? I don't condone in drugs, but you do you do your coke and he ODs and dies. Um, so Electra turns. Coke. It was poppers. It was coke and poppers. Oh shit! Right. What a wild night. I'm sorry, sir. Are you drinking a vodka water as well? Sure. <laughs> What's happening? Anyway, so he's doing. Well, he has like a, a ski mask on, right? And he has the bottle of poppers in it. So he's only not a ski mask. One of those masks where he's only gas inhaling. Mask. A gas mask. He's only inhaling the poppers. He definitely, like, poisoned himself. Yeah, I mean, it is his fault that he died. Because he told her to leave him. No, yeah, it's definitely his fault. But no one's going to believe it. Because he was literally harnessed 
and had like a gas mask on. So he couldn't have like taken the mask off if he wanted to. Exactly. And they brought up a good point later in the episode when they went to go visit Candy's friend and Electra was like, well, maybe I can just turn myself in. And the friend was like, you are a trans woman. You will probably die if you do that. No one's going to believe you. And then she told the story of how she was with that dude and they like totally didn't even like listen to her side of the story. They only listened to the man because he was white. And I'm like, well, that is still happening today, sweetie. Um, but I like that they did bring that up, how, like, trans women are really unsafe in a lot of situations. Yeah, I think that, like, the show's really good with not being heavy all the time. It could potentially, like, if it wanted to, have been a really heavy show all the time. But they do a really great job of making some things really light and, like, funny. And I thought when we were talking about Electra going to jail, that we needed something a little bit more serious. And I think that bringing that character in to tell her story was exactly what was necessary. It wasn't like they do a really good job with like tone where you're not feeling like really upset or sad, but you're just like, Oh yeah, we're back in reality. We're like Electra can't just turn herself in because when she goes to jail, she is like potentially getting beat up, raped, taken advantage of everything. And Uh, not being respected. So we need to do everything possible to keep her out of jail. Right. And let's see what else happened in this episode. Well, and then, so basically we're like, we meet this woman, right. And she's like, Oh, we have to like kind of figure out what to do with this body and keep Electra out of jail. And it was really, I think the thing that was most telling and like the most important takeaway from this episode was Electra and um, Blanca weren't talking and Electra and Candy weren't talking, but the only people she could come to for help was first Blanca and then Blanca enlisted Candy. And they totally squashed all of their like fighting and harsh feelings for each other. Because when it comes down to it, it's them as a community against the whole wide world Mm -hmm. and in a world where it's unsafe for them and they just want them all to die or struggle or like, um, being just not a part of it. And so, um, it was really amazing to see like Blanca and Candy, like totally take her in and be like, we're going to fix, fix this issue for you. And then Electra in turn being like, Blanca, I need you to literally leave the room because Candy and I have got it covered and I don't want to like incriminate you. Um, and so it's just, it's just really great to see that like bond and love that they all have for each other. And so mm-hmm. basically we go back to that crazy doctor lady. <laughs> <laughs> I love her so much. She's my favorite fucking character. She reminds me of like Charo or something. Yes. yes. <laughs> um, and she is like mad scientist USA who had like injected candy previously with like the butt stuff to make her butt bigger, but then almost killed her. Um, and apparently the rumor is she's killed a woman in the past and then yeah. had to dispose of the body. <laughs> and so you're like, how is this bitch going to dispose of this goddamn body? And so she's like, gets a suitcase, puts them in the suitcase, and then takes the body to um, Electra's house. And then she's like, we're just gonna make a cocoon. And I'm like, what is she even fucking talking about? And they pour some shit on the body. I don't even fucking know. Put the body in like plastic bags and then stitch it shut. And she's like, they have to be completely shut because once the body starts to decompose, all this goo is gonna come out. And. Uh. <laughs> They, but I don't know how they do it, man. 
the way that they like film it and everything, the dialogue, like it's not gross. It's just like, oh, so funny. Like I actually yeah. spilt spilt wine on the white carpet. Let's clean it, you know. And then they totally like stash the bar- body and hide it in like Electra's closet. So I'm really excited to see what happens to a decomposing body in a cocoon later. Do you think she's going to get caught? Do I think that this woman has a foolproof method? Maybe. (laughs) I think she might be okay. (laughs) Because remember, she tells a story about her friend who had a really abusive husband. Yeah. They all came to, or and then she killed the husband. And then all the women in the community came together to like, like hide of the body. I feel like this is a tried, true, tested method. And it's foolproof. (laughs) We'll see. Hope I have a feeling that maybe someone's going to go in Electra's closet and find it, and they'll be like, ah, I don't know. Something's going to happen. But who is this someone? I don't know. I don't know. We don't know. Because I feel like anyone within Poe's community, they would keep their mouth shut for her. True. Unless, unless, here, hear me out. The crazy doctor lady blackmails her or Candy does? Ooh. I don't think Candy would do that because that's still her mother at the end of the day. Look at me. Candy is spiraling for previews for next episode. That's true. Because pray tell, (laughs) didn't you like fucking let her hear it again? Yeah. Pray tell. The feud between pray tell and Candy. I'm like, this needs to stop. Like, it keeps bubbling. I don't know why we keep talking about it. I'm like, is something bad going to happen? I'm stressed. We'll see. We'll see. But another great thing of this episode is Angel and Poppy. (laughs) Oh, my God. I cannot handle it. Angel kisses Poppy, and he is, like, so into her. He's so into her. It's so cute. So fucking cute. And, like, I just love when he, like... Like, I can be, like, that man for you. I know I can do it. Blah, blah, blah. You do you. And then you'll realize, like, I'm the man for you. And I'm like, you don't have to beg me. I'm just ready, Poppy. (laughs) Okay. So they, like, kiss. And Poppy's like, I want to take you out on a proper date. But then Angel has what she gets booked for uh, Wet n' Wild Cosmetics. And so she misses her date with Poppy and then she comes back into the house and Poppy says everything that you said. And then he goes, but you know what? You're going to have to deserve me too. And I was like, Oh my God. And he starts crying and I started crying. And I was like, Oh my God. Oh my God. That's so cute. He's so sweet. I'm so glad that like, he lives in a home with Blanca who like really lets him know like his self-worth. And I think I think this show's the best parenting show. I think so. If you want to learn how to parent, just watch Pose. Just watch Pose. Cause she's just like giving these kids the tools to defend themselves, respect mm-hmm. themselves, and be in loving relationships. And it's like that's all motherhood is. Like that's all you want to do for your kids. And like fucking mother of the year over there. Oh, and then she tells them that she has AIDS. I forgot about that part, but that <laughs> happens. Because yeah. we're talking about Poppy, I just remembered it because he goes up to her and says, if you get even one sniffle, and I'm like, Poppy, stop being such a good man. Oh, when he it gives her speech me out. to Blanca, 
It was too much. I literally died. I just, what an actor. <laughs> actor. What an actor. The fucking dialogue is amazing. It's like so realistic and not cheesy. It's some cheap, you know, it could be really cheesy content, but it's just the way everything mm-hmm. is done is so, it's so good. <sighs> I don't think I've watched a show this good since probably since eight. Even since they though, they had and that a lot fell of, off. Yeah, and they had a lot of like easy, like they they use like the like easy scams, like oh let's have like a huge fight scene or a huge sex scene, and Pose is doing it so differently. <laughs> it's a lot of like mellow, beautiful moments or like beautiful monologues, mm-hmm. great dialogue, and just like I think they what they've done really well is like develop. We have a lot of characters, but I feel like I know them all pretty well. Right. They, every character gets their screen time, mm-hmm. whether it be in like a little bit in the, cause we didn't really see Damon that much in this episode, but we saw him in the last one. So I like how each episode, they kind of like shift the focus on someone else, but everyone else is still like in the background within those stories. Right. And I think they do it more subtly than a lot of like the Netflix shows. Like I remember like a lot of the Netflix shows, it would be like Orange is New Black, one whole episode with their perspective, but it's kind of like, a little bit more subtle and a little more intertwined because we always meet back in the ballroom and that's where all of our characters are. Right. And I feel like I don't get bored with like someone's storyline. Like as soon as maybe that storyline's sort of settling for that moment, they go to someone else. Right. And I don't even realize we're in someone's storyline until we shift to someone else. And then I'm like, oh, I miss yeah. you, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, I wow. mean, we're three episodes in. Um, the next episode we'll talk about, but we're all caught up for now. I'm so interested to see where the show goes, but I also want to see, they got renewed for a third season and I want to see, are they going to continue the show after season three or are they going to end it at season three? Because I think the issue now with a lot of TV shows is they don't know when to end them. That's why I said earlier, okay, well, if Blanca dies, just end the show then. Hmm. I don't agree with you. <laughs> you don't agree, but it makes see, sense. No, I agree with you. I just, I'm afraid that, like, if we end it too soon, these characters, these actors, there's, there's, this will have been their peak. And I really don't want it to be. I want right. this to go on for as long as possible. Make it a Grey's Anatomy. I can do 12 oh, seasons of this. No, it's going to get campy. It's going to get campy. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I would think, I think... They, they jumped a few years. How many years did they jump for this season? Three. So we're in 1990. Mm-hmm. Because this story is still relevant today. So I wouldn't mind, like, a couple seasons of this, and then we kind of do where we are now. Because I think this story, this show, plays differently because normally you're like, oh, progress has been made, and we're in a better spot. But today... So not like hundreds and thousands of black trans women are getting killed like every, like all the time, every year. And so it's not like a safe place and all the work they've done is valid, but it's like the world is not fair to them. So I would, wouldn't mind seeing something like we have a couple more seasons of like the nineties and then we go to more present. Maybe like a, I could see a spinoff, but I don't, yeah. I just don't want this show to go on too long. I know, but I feel like the seasons are so short, so I don't know if I'd be okay with just three seasons. 
We'll see. We'll see. see. I mean, I'll watch it. I love this show. (laughs) They've already done better. Like, it's just so well done. I think that they can do it. I agree. We'll see. But, um, I mean, that's pretty much it for our post-discussion. We caught up. We're back potting. We're back with you. We talked about martinis, Jack Nicholson, and then Andy got inappropriate, so we had to stop. And, um, yeah, I mean, that's, I don't know what else you want to add. I just really quickly want to talk about this Taylor Swift drama. I have four minutes left, and I want to get, I want to let you know what's going on. Okay. Let us know. (laughs) I don't know if you care at all, but I just love drums. But yesterday, Scooter Braun made a historic purchase, $300 million, and he basically bought Taylor Swift's music catalog from album one to album six. So her masters? Her like early stuff. So her first album, her second, third, fourth, fifth, and sixth. I don't know Mm -hmm. what the masters means. Fucking, ugh, you made me look dumb. (laughs) (laughs) And um, it was like, everyone's like, oh my God, that's crazy, whatever. And then Taylor posted something and was like, I wasn't even like given the opportunity to buy it back myself. Like, um, Scooter's like a monster, but just like kind of being like, fuck him. And then, uh, so then a lot of celebrities came out of the woodwork to support Taylor. So I think like 10 or so celebrities unfollowed Scooter off of Instagram. Rihanna, Selena Gomez, like uh, a bunch of people. Then Todrick Hall posted something and was like, Scooter stole money from me. He's homophobic. He's a shitty person. I feel so bad for Taylor, whatever. Then Demi Lovato replied to Todrick Hall and was like, hey, boo, um, you really shouldn't speak on stuff that you don't know about. I'm bisexual and Scooter like loves me. So he's not homophobic. Like, just don't want you to put shit out there. Then Scooter Brown's wife replied to Todrick Hall and was just like, yeah, you want me to show receipts? You you didn't pay. You didn't do. You didn't pay your dancers. We paid you, whatever. And then they go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And Scooter, uh, then Todrick Hall basically released an email because Scooter Brown's wife was like, oh, we fired you. And he was like, no, I quit. And the email clearly shows uh, that Todrick Hall quit. And so now we have Justin Bieber and other celebrities behind Scooter Braun. And then Todrick Hall, and seemingly Rihanna and Selena Gomez and everyone who followed Scooter on um, Taylor Swift's side. So now we have some big time drama. Okay, so the drama initially is that Scooter bought Taylor's music, but Taylor what? didn't have the chance to buy it back. But yeah, Scooter's saying that she was she knew about the deal, but Taylor was like, I didn't know about the deal. I would have bought my own music. So, Here's the thing, though. I remember a few years ago, there was a story about Taylor Swift, and someone correct me if I'm wrong, but from what I recall is that she had the opportunity to buy her master's, but she said no because it would extend some sort of contract that she didn't want to be a part of anymore, which, I mean, isn't her fault. I mean, yeah, if you don't want to be in a contract, don't sign for anything. But, I mean, at this point, it seems like it's up in the air to whoever would yeah. want to own. I thought she owned her master's to begin with. Kind of messy because I think Scooter was like, your dad is on the board of the, I don't know, the recording studio that he bought them from. So he was like, you knew. And she's saying like she didn't know. So, I mean, this wouldn't be the first time that something happened and Taylor kind of lied. Because I feel like with the whole Kim and Kanye thing, we saw that they were communicating behind the scenes. But then she was like making statements publicly that contradicted it. But it's interesting to see now other people come out like Todrick Hall about Scooter Right. And that's where you're like, okay, 
maybe there is something fishy going on and Taylor didn't know about it. Right. So, I mean, I think we just have to see where this plays out. But I think the fact that, like, every... I think it's going to be a thing where celebrities choose sides, uh, take sides, you know? Like, right. It already seems like a little bit of, like, a dividing line where, like, Demi and Justin are, like, ride or die, Scooter, and then other people are like, oh, fuck that guy. We've been screwed over by the industry before. So I can't wait to see where this goes. Yeah, because I know celebrities have talked about how hard it is to, like, even buy their own music, let alone, like, own it. So maybe she was in the process of, like, doing it, and he totally just, like, snatched it Slipped from under her, yeah. which makes him, like, super sleazy. So sleazy. I don't know. We'll see. Keep me updated. I will keep you so updated. I mean, that's it. I gotta go. (laughs) Stop it. We gotta stop. All right. That's it for everything. Okay. We will see you guys next week. In the Rotation is produced and hosted by Cecilia McDonald and Andrea Sandoval. Edited by Cecilia McDonald. We get digital content oversight from Angie Mara. The music that you're hearing is Too Soon by Diamond Ace. You can listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bye. Bye.